The Lord is on the move, so He is. Um, before I start, let's pray. Let's pray. I thank you, Lord, again for this amazing day, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that we can come before you again this morning and, and hear your word, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that the words that we speak and the words that we hear are your words, Lord God, and not words from our own hearts and our own flesh, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord, that your word comes through today with your anointing power, Lord God, and that it will fall on good soil, and that everything, Lord, that is said will be cemented in the hearts and minds of people. We love you, Lord Jesus, and we honor your name. Amen. Amen. Everyone looks good this morning. Smiling, happy, radiant. Yes. So is it because of the long weekend, or is it because of the Lord that's within you? It's a trick question. It's a both. I think the rain. The rain, everything. guys read my notes I said that it can be both it's a long weekend and also it's the Lord within us I'm actually also just, I'm not gonna read my notes but I also feel that the like what you what you um, spoke about today in the offering message it's quite interesting because yesterday already it started to rain and it's 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 as if it's raining out of season because it's supposed to be a bit cooler now and winter-ish beginning to get there but still is rain and I believe that's that's in the natural also that the Lord wants to speak to us and say that he will provide for his righteous believers even out of season it's a it's an natural sign of God's help and his provision for us so I'm happy because of the rain nice but but yes it's actually a, a, a true thing um, for us as as believers you know we we need to shine we need to have his light within us and because why because the world looks at us for something and if they see him then they know there is a God. So, for us, you know, you, we, um, I, I just put these things here, that, that, that we as believers should sort of set the ground rules on how we live and how the world operates and not the other way around. Like, we can't look to the world to see if there is a God. Amen. The world must look at us as believers and see His light within us and then they must know there is a God just by even looking at us. Amen? Yeah. So, this I'm going to read because it's a long one. Um, to the degree we allow Christ in our lives, He radiates His love to the world around us, and the world can see it. And I, I, I'm a put on the board. There's a, a thing, there's slide there that says, 
our proximity to God determines His radiance in us and through us. Our proximity to God, how close you are to God, um, will de determine how bright He shines within you and through you. And that's what the, the, the world then sees. And I believe also that that is, that's something that we have to believe as believers. You have to believe that the Lord within you shines bright. He's, uh, he's, uh, um, radiance is there because He's within you. And if we don't believe that, then it's like we, we're sort of hiding under our own unbelief. Because we only believe a little bit, but not everything. So we have to believe that the Lord is within us. Um, I'm not sure if you guys watch the news lately, but um, there's, a, there's a lot happening now in the world around us. Um, not just the wars, like it says in the Word, there will be wars and rumors of wars. But there is, there's also like strange um, economic times. We are just uncertain when, um, um, what, 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 what's happening in the world now, in the markets. Uh, strange uh, weather across the world. So there's, there's lots of strange things happening. And, and even in that we can, we, we can see, um, if you look at the media, unfortunately, but there's, there's a lot of also spiritual decay happening in the body of Christ. And that's a really, really sad thing that's happening around us. You know, it says in, um, in 1 Peter 4, um, it's, it's not on the screen, but it says there that the judgment begins in the house of the Lord. It's, it begins in the church. It begins with the believers. And that's a, that's a sad thing to, um, to say and to think about because there's, there's so many um, preachers around us in the world that they, they fell. They couldn't um, stand anymore and they, they, they fell to sin. Um, churches that's been split up because of, of what's happening there. And it's, it's a sad thing to see and to hear uh, because if you think about it, every church that falls, every priest or pastor, whoever falls, it's one less, less um, soldier for Christ in, in the kingdom. So it's it's um it's super easy to say hey he did that thing wrong and he did that thing wrong, and it's it's super easy to <coughs> judge them. But in essence, it's actually sad to see that it's one less warrior in the kingdom. So we need to look after that, and I hope to um and I hope the the word that I will share today will will sort of change our hearts and minds on, on how we think about these things, but also how we conduct our daily lives. Amen? Amen. So, my title for today 
recognizing a soldier for Christ. How do you recognize a soldier for Christ? A soldier for Christ, they've got certain characteristics on, on how people see them and recognize them. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to begin with number one, and there's six of them. Um, number one is, um, you can put it on that one, I don't know, in this next slide is, they grow to understand that they are born for such a time as this. They grow in the understanding that they are born for such a time as this. So if you are a soldier for Christ, if you are a believer, then you understand, or you should grow in that understanding if you're not there yet, that you were born for such a time as this today. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, What does that mean? It, 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 it means that no matter what is happening around you, you know you need to be here this time of the creation, this time of this day. You have to be here. When we look at the example of Jesus, just before he was crucified, you know, he, he held out to his, his his um, Father in Heaven, um, in John, John 12, it says, Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose I came to this hour. So he understood something that, you know, he, he, he wasn't the, the best spot. He was about to be murdered. But he knew that he had to be there for a purpose. Like it or not, he knew it. And I think that's something that we can learn from him as well. That we, that we, we know that we have the same view that we are here for a purpose. We are here for, a, for this hour. Let's turn to Acts um, 17, and I'm going to read from verse 26 to 28. And you guys may have heard this one before. So with a new venue, I will not be in front of the screen. You guys will all see it. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> God provides for us. <laughs> anyway, so Acts um, 17, verse 26. And he has made from one blood every nation of men. So we are actually all from the same family. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth. And has, this is the, the cool bit, and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. So that's not me saying nice wise words. This is the Lord speaking to you that says that you have been made from one blood and, and you are here now because he wants you here now. 
at the next verse, um, so that they could seek the Lord in the hope that they might grow for Him and find Him, though He is not far from each one of us. For in Him we live and move and have our being, as also some of you, your own poets have said, for we are also His, his offspring. I love this verse. So we may not always understand why we are here. We may not know yet what do we need to do or what not. But from this scripture and this character trait number one, we must have peace. Because why? Because even if we do not understand, we know that the Lord purposed us to be here for such a time as this. Amen. And you were designed to accomplish His purpose in the here and the now. So even if you don't understand why you are here, as a, as a soldier for Christ, we should walk with a hundred percent belief that because he wants us to be here right now, he has our back. He has our back. And we all we all face um, we all face different things in our lives. Um, be it you know, financial stuff or work or emotional stuff or whatever but because you were purposed to be here right now by God you were actually made to conquer all those things right. and overcome them yes. because he said so easy as that make sense so that's number one. It's going to get worse, but better. <laughs> so, God, in His ultimate sovereignty, knew exactly what was needed in this time in society, and therefore He created you to be there to achieve that goal, that purpose. Number two. to recognize a soldier for Christ. Number two, the unfailing belief that God is preparing them and understanding it may not be how they think it should be. Ouch. So, unfailing a belief. So that's a hundred percent trust that the Lord is preparing you. But then also the understanding is, is it might not look like the way I think you should prepare me. Because the way that he works within us, it, it works out much better than the way we, we prepare ourselves. I mean, it's like, let's, let's, let's name a real life example. It's like when I'm in the gym, I exercise, but I 
exercise just to what I want, to whenever I want and how I want. And I don't see 100% the results I want to see. But when I, I work out with an expert that knows and they train me according to what they, they see I need, there's change. Ne Dani. Ask Dani. He knows how to, to do a good workout for people. Nice. <laughs> awesome. But here's a catch. So something we need to be careful of is, is if we know that we are here for a purpose, then sometimes we we want to make it happen. And we want to make it happen right now. And it's like, I can do this. It's, I, I, I'm going to do it. And the, the, the issue lies in the, I can do it. Not Jesus in me, through me. The I becomes an issue. That's, that's the key to a failure. Um, if, if we look in scriptures, the story of um, um, Moses, he, he saw the, 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 the Israelite, Israelites struggle. And he was well learned and educated, a strong man. And he thought, okay, cool, I'm going to help them. And by I am going to help the Israelites. He killed an Egyptian and he, he ended up 40 years alone in the desert. Because of I, I can do it. Um, Jacob felt that he had to deceive his father to get the birthright. Joseph felt that he needed to tell everything about his dreams to his his his, his, um, his family so that, that they will serve him and respect him. And he ended up in the pit. He ended up being sold as a slave. So they, they all began good, but they wanted to be in control of their own situation. Real soldiers of Christ, they recognize that God is calling them to something they are totally incapable of doing themselves. The Lord, He tends to, to put us in situations that that's stronger than us because why he wants us to know that we can't fix it on our own he wants us to know that we are de dependent on him and he wants to come through for us and help us so that we grow closer to him make sense yes it was all these things when we when we try to fix things ourselves because it's me, myself, and I, and it doesn't work out, it's, it's the fault of the devil. 
Die vijand van my weer aan vandag. No, it's most likely not. Um, it can be, but it, it might just be because you were trying to do things in your own strength. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that the Lord allows you to, to fail because why? Not to, it's not a punish, but it's for you to, to learn. You can't be self-sufficient without Him. He wants to remove that self-sufficiency and make you dependent on Him. Amen? Amen. In Psalms, um, in Psalms 105, it, it's not on the screen, um, it, it's talking about um, it's talking about Joseph and scripture says there that until the time that his word came to pass the word of the Lord tested him so until the time that his word came to pass the word of the Lord tested him so the, the word of the, the Lord for him was that one day he's family will come to him, they will bow down, and he will look after him, da 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 the whole thing. He wanted that to happen now. It backfired. The, Lord word, the Lord's word wasn't ready to be fulfilled yet. Because why? Until the time that his word came to pass, the, the word of the Lord tested him. Now that word tested means I'm going to read another one here. It says, it means that until the prediction over his life came to pass the decree of the Lord purged him. Ouch. So until the prediction over his life came to pass until the prophetic word, the promises of God over his life came to pass, the decree of the Lord purged him. So sometimes we hear a prophetic word or something from God and let's do it, let's go, let's, let's do it now. But Sometimes, most of the time, the, the, the Lord will first purge you and work on your character and your fruit so that when the word comes to pass, you are ready for it. Make sense? It's good that it makes sense. So let the purge begin. When you are being Purged, God takes away anything that we can use to manipulate our world around us to make things happen according to our will and not His will. Okay. Number three. Character trait number three. Three. I'm a soldier of Christ. Do not allow the circumstances of life to dictate their future. Hello. Do not allow the circumstances of life to dictate their future. So we know that 
some t times in life, if things happen, it, it can be by our own ch choices and that we made, or it, it might be an attack of the enemy. Because the, the enemy will try to stop what the Lord has put within us. He will try to stop us from reaching that. But um, somewhere along the lines, we as believers, as a soldier of Christ, we must remember that he who is within us, what's the rest of the sentence? He's greater than what's outside, than the enemy, the world. So when we are believers, with the Holy Spirit within us, it's, it's the same Holy Spirit which with God the, the, the Father and Jesus created everything. Raised Jesus from the dead. All the miracles that happened of all man, mankind since the beginning, that same Holy Spirit lives within you. Okay? So... back to the thing that says they do not allow life circumstances to dictate their future. So how can you, when you have Holy Spirit within you, let circumstances of life dictate your life? It's a hard one, but it's a, it's a true one. Because if we, it, it's something that we say, and we say we, we, we believe it, but if we believe it, how come we still need to, to go and preach the good news and heal the sick and raise the dead and all those things? Because if we believe it over all these years, 6,000 something years, all that would have been wiped away already. Because we would actually do what we believe. So do we really believe that? When we look at the story of um, the circumstances of uh, Joseph, so he was a Jewish boy, sold as a slave to Egypt, and he was in a jail. His life was a mess, but he, he did not let his circumstances influence him and his belief in God. He still lived it out even while in jail and in the end look what happened to him he was able to to um, to serve the king to give um, food to Egypt and everyone around him like he, uh, uh, he actually became a really great man so he, he, he didn't let his circumstances and setbacks take hold of him you are a soldier for Christ, you will battle your circumstances because you know that you will overcome them. Yeah. One thing that allows um, your circumstances to 
to dictate to you is is your mind, is your thinking, <coughs> is your thinking. One thing that allows your circumstances to, to dictate to you is your mind, is your soul, your mind, will, and your emotions. So the more the the, the more your soul is in control, the I'm also the the harder your heart is, the less open you are for the things of God, the less um, sensitive you are for the things around you, for the, 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 the people around you. So, for us to be a true soldier of Christ that the people can see, I mean, can see him in us, we need a broken <coughs> spirit. Soul, because because the more the more our soul is less in control and our spirit is in control with God, the the more we will hear Him and see Him, the more sensitive we will be for, for uh, the world around us, for people around us. We have a softer heart, so we're more open to things of the spirit. So do not refuse broken soul. It is the the very thing that pulls us closer to God is when our souls are broken. Make sense so far? Yeah. You're looking at me like a question marks. I'll answer everything afterwards. <laughs> Number four. Number four. This one is. Is, is, is a hard one. It's a, it's a big uh, ouch. Learn to successfully serve another person's vision until your vision comes to pass. Learn to successfully serve someone else's vision until yours come to pass. Let's turn to Genesis 39, and we're going to read from this, verse 2 to 4. Genesis 39, verse 2 to 4. There's now also the story of Joseph. So the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. So the Lord was with him, and he was successful, and he was most healthy, he was most likely was healthy, had money, nice car, and everything, all good with him. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So, Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him an overseer of his house and all that he had um, and all that he had he put under his authority. So here you get the guy Joseph, a successful man, well off. And he served another man's vision. And to make it worse, he served an 
unbelievers a vision. Not even a man of God. That's an interesting one. How many of us here are open to serve someone else's vision until the Lord says, here you go with your vision? And that's now in church. That's now at your, from your workplace. It might even be at home, husbands, wives. So talking to you now. What do you, as husband, what do you do to serve your wife so that she can fulfill wonder her vision that the Lord has called her for. And the same thing with the wives. What do you do to serve your husband so that he can step into what the Lord has called him? Um, learn to successfully serve another man's vision until their own vision come to pass. That's a sign of a soldier of Christ. can't be a, 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 a soldier for, for Christ when you, when you constantly want to do and build your own kingdom. You can't serve two masters. Like you can't. It's one or the other. So, yes, that's it. One more thing is by 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 serving someone else as well and serving their uh, uh, vision, like your 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 eyes actually begins to to open to, to the world around you. You begin to see more wants and needs. Your heart begins to open more to people, and that all happens just by serving someone else's vision. second last one. Number five. Knowing that that when God is ready, His word and promises will come to pass. When God is ready, so you know that when He is ready, His word will come to pass. And that's something I think that Joseph eventually understood that after all those years, when he again saw his, his uh, brother's dad, it clicked, boom. Now the word of the Lord comes to, to pass. I was created for such a time as this. After all those years, he saw, okay, this is what the Lord meant. This is what the Lord meant. Until, until the, the word of the Lord will come to pass, he will, he will constantly work on you to, to expose all those things that, that wants to remove you from fulfilling that word in your life. So, for uh, for us, um, this 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 the sooner we we make ourselves humble and before God, the better, because then His word will come to pass. Yeah. But if we 
tamkop all the time with God, it's going to take a while. But it will happen. It's just, do you want to, to bow your knee before Him? Or do you want Him to, to bow your knee for you? So we need to humble ourselves before God. So, true soldier of Christ knows that when God is ready, His word will come to pass. Number six, that's my last one. Number six. I learned to wait on the Lord and celebrate the presence of the Lord. I struggle with this one, eh? The wait part. Real soldiers of Christ, when people look at you, they recognize that you are someone that have learned, or is in the process at least of learning, to wait on the Lord. And while you wait, you celebrate the presence of the Lord. Because he's always there. He's, what's that big word? Omniscient. Omnipresent. And omniscient as well. And omnipresent. So the Lord is always there. So while you wait, you might just be full of happiness and joy because he is there waiting with you. You're not alone in this. So if we turn to Isaiah 25 verse 9. Wait on the Lord and we celebrate His presence. So Isaiah 25 is mine and it says, And it will be said in that day, it's now at the end of days, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for Him. And then what? And He will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for Him. And then what? We will be glad and rejoice in His salvation. That will, the, the part where we wait and we have joy, it always goes hand in hand. We tend to wait and after five minutes the Lord hasn't done anything, we become depressed. But why? Wait goes with joy, hand in hand. And ultimately, when we wait on the Lord, we will have perfect joy. We will be with Him in heaven forever, with, with, with Him and His Father and Holy Spirit. We will be happy together ever after. I think that's for us is the ultimate goal, and and that's that's something we truly need to understand that the words wait and joy. It's something we need to know because when we we miss that, we miss a, 
miss a lot of our lives and our walk with Him because we, we, we then tend to look at our life circumstances. It says here, point number three, don't let your circumstances influence you. But then you need to choose to go the other way. Yes. So you have to, to wait on the Lord and with that waiting comes joy of the Lord. Isaiah 40 verse 31 But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They, sh they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not be faint. Um, it's on my, my notes, but I feel I have to share this. Like that first bit, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. So, who likes sunrises? So you're all going to be at the Easter service on Monday. So, as it says in scripture, and I forgot the actual verse, but that joy comes in the morning. And as sure as the sun rises, His goodness, favor, grace, and mercy are new every morning for us. So when we look at a sunrise and we think about the Lord and His goodness, grace, mercy, that should give us joy. And his joy gives us strength. Normally you have to wait for the sun to come up. Waiting, joy, hand in hand. Amen. So those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. That word wait, it means it means in 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 Hebrew that you you get twisted and um, you, how can I put this you bind and twist yourself so much with the Lord you, you connect so much with him that you are inseparable from God and that's from the word wait You connect with him so much, like interlink with him so much that you can't be separated from him. That's the word wait. And then the word celebrate and joy. That literally means, in the Hebrew, it's a violent and emotional spin around in circles. Violent and emotional spin around in circles. Now, who of you guys are are ready and willing to stand up with joy and violently spin around in circles because you know that you serve a good God? That's what it means. 
that's what this is. Like we, 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 we need to, to look so much towards the Lord that even by violently panting and everything, hey, no matter what the world thinks, because you know you serve a good God and you know what He did for you and you know you're going to end up with Him one day eternally in heaven. Amen. That's what that means. Lastly, let's read again Isaiah 25 verse 6 to 9. And in this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all people a feast of choice pieces. It's talking about sculptures. <laughs> a feast of wines on the leaves, of fat things full of marrow, of well-refined wine on the leaves. And he will destroy on this mountain um, the surface of the covering cast over all the people and the veil that is spread over all of the nations. He will swallow up death forever and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all the faces. The rebuke of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. I love that piece. So to have all these six traits as a, as a, as a soldier for, for Christ, that when people look at you, they see Christ. They see God. Without even speaking, they see, wow, that there is a God. We need to spend time with God to have Him in us. We have to consistently spend time with Him, speak with Him, so that His goodness and His light shines strong within us. And all these six things as well, it's not for, it's not just for us. It's for the world around us. It's for us to, to, to bring His light to the world around us. It's always about the other people. It's always about their hearts. Not just about us, me, myself, and I. It's always about the people around us. Nowhere in Scripture also do you get an ex ex example of a man uh, um, or a prophet that, that sort of gives a word to people and then leaves them alone. For us it's the same. If you are a, 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 a soldier for, for Christ, 
you are always there for the people. When you have a word for someone, when you bring peace, light to whoever, then you stay with them, you walk with them, until they also walk in that same light. Never leave them or forsake them. The, the, the culture that we that we grow uh, up in, it's, it's, it says, you know, that, and it, it, it will sound right and true, but it says, remain confident, remain self-sufficient, you can do it, go Nike, you can do it. But then we think, okay, but where is all the truly humble men and women gone? Me, myself, and I, I don't need to be humble. You know, we have come to a, 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 a place where, where our self-sufficiency, um, we, we should come to a place where our self-sufficiency gets removed and we become sufficient with Him in us. He brings that sufficiency. We have to come to a place where our confidence is not in our titles, but more what He prepared us here to do. We should be confident because He purposed us to be here right now for such a time as this. That should bring us confidence. Just all have our eyes closed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Father. We thank you for your, your word, Lord, and your presence here today. And we just want to again bring honor to your name and glory your name Lord Jesus but without you we are nothing without you we are nothing Lord Jesus we, th we thank you Lord that as believers we can be called soldiers for Christ and I pray Lord that when we walk out here this morning that the, the people will see a streak of light leaving this building. And that's because you are within us. Your light is within us. Your radiant light, your glory. We thank you for that Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, and I pray, Lord, that that you will help us to understand, Lord, God, that we are born for such a time as this, Lord Jesus, and that you are the one who are preparing us, Lord God, in a, in a, the way that, that you know a base to, to prepare us. We thank you for that, Lord God. 
I pray, Lord, that when we walk out here as well, we walk out with a confidence, Lord, that we can overcome our circumstances with you within us. I pray, Lord, that you will bring a change of heart and mind, that we will serve another man's vision so much and so hard that we find favor in their sight. Lord God, until such a, a, a time as we're having to step out in our own calling and vision. I thank you for that, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that we will eagerly await your word to come to pass. And until then, Lord God, we want to celebrate you and your presence because we serve a faithful God. I pray, Lord, that you will help us to put away the childish things, Lord Jesus, and that we will truly become soldiers of the Most High God. I pray, Lord, that you will help us to align our minds and our thinking with your mind. Because it says in your word, Lord God, that we as believers, we have the mind of Christ, not of this world. So I pray, Lord, align our thinking with yours so that we can recognize, Lord, that without your touch, nothing will happen. Nothing can happen because you are the one who brings life. You are our creator. Lord God, you are the maker of champions. And everyone here, Lord God, is in your sight, in your eyes, our champion, a soldier for Christ. And we are all here for a purpose, Lord Jesus. And I, I, I pray, Lord, that you will give us that supernatural faith and willingness, Jesus, to pay the price for you and for your will to be done. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that as we walk, as we bring your light in the world, as the people see you in us, that you will bring more people into your kingdom. We thank you for that, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father.